heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Ironically, we are not hearing as much about the border, the illegal immigration. We're not hearing much at all about any of this. It's, if you notice out there, it's been very quiet, hasn't it? And now, of course, if the shoe was on the other foot and if it was Trump in office, again, they would have the cages. They would be promoting all of that. Uh, that would be that would be the talking story amongst uh, all of uh, the networks, all the media. That that would be the story. But you don't hear anything much at all about it. And and it's pretty obvious as to why. Uh, so we've been talking a lot with the Center for Immigration Studies, trying to really understand what's happening at the border now. Uh, Interestingly enough, there's been a lot of conversation on the backside, number one, obviously, of Kamala Harris and her uh, position of not getting down to the border. Now, she finally did arrive. Well, not quite there, but somewhere in the vicinity. Right. She didn't get down to the Rio Grande. But uh, but uh, June 25th, I think, is when she arrived there. Uh, she was being pressured pretty heavy, actually, to get down there. Amongst all of this, one of the things I want to talk to you about today, my fellow Americans, is the Hispanic vote. Where are they exactly? Right? And it's interesting looking historically at this, what we see. And I dived into a lot of numbers and doing some research and seeing now, as you probably know and are aware, the Hispanic vote traditionally, like a lot of groups, again, it does go Democrat. The question is, is that changing? And is it changing fast enough? You see, and this is one of the things we talk about a lot is, you know, why the Republican Party has trouble with, uh, you know, they've been branded as that old white man's party kind of thing. And it's still still effective. The Democrats have done a hell of a job in the marketing realm. Clearly, they actually do more for Hispanics, more for blacks, more for Asians, more for all more for women. But yet it's branded the other way. They really don't don't market very well. I'm sure you agree with me on that. Looking at some of the numbers, I got to tell you what, you go back all the way to 1980 and they continue to take massive numbers in these general elections for president. In fact, the lowest one was back in 1980 with Jimmy Carter was only 56 percent. Walter Mondale is 61 percent. And of course, Ronald Reagan won, but he only got to 37 percent of the vote there in that year in 80 and uh, 84. That is, yeah, 88. Michael Dukakis took 69 percent. Bill Clinton, 61 and 72 uh, on the, uh, uh, the his second uh, term in office there in uh, 96, looks like. Yeah. And then 2000, Al Gore took 62 percent. John Kerry, 58. Barack Obama, 67 and then 71%, which brings us to, of course, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Some interesting things happened in the last election in 2020. Uh, Trump actually did very well in Florida. That was, in fact, that's how he won Florida decisively, was because of the Hispanic vote. That is exactly why. Uh, he came as, he, he came, I mean, that, in fact, that was the state that he actually tilted the numbers, 56 to 41. He received the Hispanic vote in Florida. So that was a real windfall there. In 2016, Hillary Clinton got, I believe, 65%. So that kind of gives you perspective. 
And now we question and wonder what's going to happen moving forward. Are they doing enough and are they doing it quick enough here? Uh, let's talk about that today on The Voice of a Nation, my friends. And uh, let's open it up a little bit. I want to bring on a gentleman we're speaking of for the first time here. Ronnie Lasuro joins us and he's the state chair for the New Mexico Republican National Hispanic Assembly. And also, interestingly, he's the national spokesperson for Lexit. Uh, Ronnie, welcome to The Voice of a Nation. Thanks for having me today. It's good to be here. All right. So let's talk about the vote traditionally. I, I think what I want to know, in your opinion, why is it that typically the Hispanic vote has gone Democrat and historically with the numbers I just point out? You know, there's I think there's a lot of things that kind of play in to the mix in terms of the way the Hispanic and Latino community vote. I think a big part of that has to be because the Democrat Party has learned very well how to play uh, with the emotions of the Hispanic and, and Latino community. Um, they, they tell us the things that the people want to hear. And then once they gain the power, they kind of shun the Hispanic and Latino community at that point. And it's it's set a trend to where, you know, typically I, I've grown up in a Democratic household, a Democratic family my entire life. And I will say over the last four to six years, uh, I may have one Democrat in our family left. The, the rest of, the, of our family has left the Democrat Party and become Democrat or Republicans, conservatives. And we see it as conservatives or as Hispanics are conservative by nature. We're, we're born that way. We're raised that way. We believe in freedom. Uh, we believe in, you know, we're pro-life, pro-gun uh, and so forth. But the problem that we have is the Republican Party has failed to send the right message to the people in our community. And that's what we are going to try to do with the Republican National Hispanic Assembly is get the right message and push for more representation of the Hispanic community in the Republican Party. Now, Ronnie, that's remarkable. Uh, that's an eye opener when you talk about your family. So they've gone. I mean, that's that's like a complete 180 then in your own family, huh? Uh, and we got a big family. We're Luceros. You know? Wow. So wow. We, we, do, we do have a large family um, and we're not just in New Mexico. We're in Texas. We're in Arizona. We're in California. Okay. Um, and, and I can say with a lot of pride that um, our family's woken up. And I think a lot of other Hispanic and Latinos are starting to wake up as well. Well, let's talk about that now, that trend. Let's talk about what's happened in your family, which is a great example. And put that nationally with who is waking up. Uh, uh, who, or who we might even say, Ronnie, who's become an unwoke, huh? Uh, but uh, they're waking up, become unwoke. Uh, maybe that would be it. But what is it was the big, so we know the marketing, the Republicans absolutely suck at marketing and messaging. I mean, it's, they're the worst. Uh, and, and we know the Democrats, man, they got that down. They can spin anything, I'll tell you. And they, and of course, the other thing, Ronnie, is they do projectionism really well. Everything they put out there is exactly what they are and who they are uh, exactly. with the lies and the deceit. Uh, what is it? What was the turning point in your own family? And for you personally, what, what was the, because uh, Trump, I mean, and I want to talk about Trump in a moment, what progress he made in 2020, but Overall, what was the turning point for you personally and the family that really resonated? I'm wondering. So let me let me be first and foremost, myself personally, I am a freedom fighter for President Trump. I'm one of his biggest advocates um, on social media, in person, at events. Um, and I think the man stands for what we need in this country. 
but I wasn't a fan of his in 2015. Okay. And when he came when, down, when he the first aisle, ran in 2015, when, when, correct. Correct. Okay. When he first ran, I just wasn't a fan of president Trump. Okay. And, you know, I watched the speech that he did uh, when he gave a speech that was on the cartels and the MS-13. Mm-hmm. And I agreed with everything that he said on that, being that I live on a border state, I live exactly two miles from, or two hours from the border. Um, and I agreed with everything that he said. And later, the media starts pushing the narrative that he was calling all Mexicans, you know, rapists and murderers and so forth. And then I went back and I watched the speech again. I was like, wait a minute, that's not what this was about. So I go back and I listen to it again. And I said, hold on, wait a minute. So then I posted it on Facebook and, you know, I've got a pretty large following on Facebook and New Mexico is a very blue state and everybody went at me. You know, I pretty much got attacked for, for, for pushing out my opinion on he wasn't speaking about us as a people. He was now, was you still a Democrat us. when you did that, Ronnie? No, 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 no. I was conservative. Okay. Um you know, I was probably a Democrat until I was about 19 years old. And that's just because I didn't know much about politics, okay. you know. Um, but, you know, that was in the initial turning point. And then I started hearing a lot more of what the president was saying and listening to how the media would depict what he would say. And I would actually get videos and I would record this. I would screen record the videos and then I would screen record the news networks. And then I would post it on Facebook and then I would send it to my family and I would send it to my friends. And I'd be like, listen to this, take a look at this. And that started to open my eyes, but then it started to open up the eyes of other people. And my opinion is that as a Hispanic and Latino community, as a conservative uh, and a God loving American, um, we have to continue to push our voice to everybody. So people know that we are here because the Republican party is by far not the party of the KKK. And that's the one thing that the media and the Democrats want to continue to tell people. So the more of us to stand up and speak up and say, hey, I'm conservative, you know, I'm I'm Latino, I'm Hispanic, um, it will start to turn more people's attention. And and that's what I did with my family. I sent them emails, I sent them videos, I would make my own videos and send it to them. And and I started to stay away from mainstream media. And I would start getting information from independent journalists. And when you do that, life becomes so much better. Wow. I mean, I'm impressed. I'm really, truly impressed with what you tell me there. Wow. Uh, I mean, the fact that you were able to do all that and using social media as a tool, I mean, that is perfectly a great use of social media to show those examples. But in that whole process, that that was kind of the eye-opening experience that really turned a lot of heads, I guess, and your own family as well. That probably got them all to pay attention, huh? It did. And then here's the other part. When you play kids, when you use kids to push an agenda, you see uh, the Hispanic and Latino community, our biggest thing is family. We love our family. We are a nuclear group and, and that's what we are. And when the media and the Democrats started taking images from 2014 mm-hmm. and they started to attack the president, and this was, keep this in mind, this was within his first year in office. And I'm still fighting, trying to get more people, you know, to, to understand what our policies are. You know, and the media is putting out images of kids from 2014 and saying, listen, this is President Trump's America. These kids are in cages under President Trump. Mm-hmm. But these images for 2014, you can actually go back and look yeah. at them yeah. from 2014. And you would post that on social media. People like, oh, no, you know, Trump is evil. He's the devil. But, you know, you go out there and you tell them this isn't President Trump. This is the Obama era. And, you know, all of a sudden they just don't want to respond to you no more. Yeah. So, no. you know, but. When you use the kids, that I started to send that out. I started to push that message out. 
and more and more people start to listen, you know, and, and we need more people to do that. Yeah, I've reported on everything you just said right there, and I know exactly what you mean. Uh, the whole narrative that they did push and promote. So let's examine that a little bit, Ronnie. So we back in, in Obama's terms, so that's where the cages were built. What they were, when we say cages, I think they were really more or less, correct me on this, but they were really uh, 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 chain link fences and things like that, were they not? That's correct. Yeah. But the whole message uh, was, but you didn't hear it back with Obama. Everything was okay. But that's when the chain link fences were used. And then the media was cool with that. There was no problem. And it, it, it was what it was. And then fast forward to Trump and utilizing the same materials they had. That's where the kids in cages term came from. But yet all those photographs, it was a bait and switch. And you're right, everything was reported that it was Trump and yet it was the Obama administration that built all that. He was using the tools that the government had. And you gotta remember, Trump wasn't a political player. He, he's a really common sense business guy. He didn't really know how to play this political crap uh, in the kind of uh, games they would play, I think. that That's what I see, Ronnie. And so I think he got caught uh, on the on the losing end of that argument because the media, the media is so against American values and conservative values. And boy, they did a hell of a job on Trump, didn't they? They absolutely did. And let me tell you this. This is my opinion on media. The media is controlled by the elites, by the richest people in the world. Yeah. And anyone that thinks that the mainstream media is going to push out the truth to the people um, to keep us aware of what's really happening in this world, or are they going to go ahead and, or at least going to go ahead and push the message that's going to continue to enrich them and, you know, give them more power over the manipulation of the American people, you know, and the media is definitely, uh, in my opinion, is, is, is the enemy of the American people, just like president Trump said. And I've been saying that for a long time, you know, it's not, I don't think this is a Republican versus a Democrat issue. I think this is an American issue and they continue to push a narrative that we are evil people and uh, something's got to change with the media. Ronnie, you are so right, man. Listen, I mean, I, my listeners know, everybody knows, this is my pet peeve right here. In fact, I got to tell you why. You know what I tell people all the time? I don't know if you agree with this or not, but when you look back 50 years from now, even 20 years, but let's say 50 years from now, uh, they look back 50, 100 years from now, and they look at this historical era we're in, because this, we're living in historical times. You know that, right? I mean, this Absolutely. is historical moments yeah, of our country, and we know things are not all calm in, in, in the shining city on a hill. There's in turmoil, and we know that. Every, every American knows that. Uh, we, we're being taken over from the inside out, which is what we've been predicting for a long time, and here we are. And we'll talk more about that a little bit here. But, you know, I told folks right up front, the biggest story to come out of this era, it's not going to be the, the election and the fraud in 2020, although that's a big story. It's not going to be the pandemic and the COVID, although that's a big story. The biggest story to come out of this entire era is going to be the Marxist media and how they never reported a damn truth, a syllable of anything, man. And it's frustrating. And the sad part about it is there's nothing that we can really do besides continue to speak up. And, and, and as I said, when we talked about, you know, trying to get more Hispanics to join the conservative movement, right. we have to do the same thing as a people, not just a Hispanic community, but as the American people to call out the media for their bias, yeah. their misrepresentation of what's happening within our own country and our own federal government. Well, you said it perfectly minutes ago. It's not a Republican and Democrat problem. It's an American problem. And that is exact. You're spot on, man. And, mm -hmm. and this media has to be exposed. Now, listen, we're doing that at, at an America Out Loud right here. This is what we do every day. 
And that's, that's why we've become a conservative leader here, a patriotic leader, really. And, you know, and we say conservative and Republican, really, we're really people who honor the Constitution. We're patriots. Uh, we believe in the framers' vision of this country. You can, you can, you know, you can package that however you want, but it, I call it really American values, patriotic values. And I think when you have a Marxist takeover, it makes sense, doesn't it? You know, it, it's it makes a whole bunch of sense. And let me give you a perfect example. My vice chair, my state vice chair, is is a young lady by the name of Lisa Martinez, uh, and she. Uh, sent out a tweet a couple of days ago that says, you know, you know, wake up, call America. Marxism never makes its entrance through the front door. It's making its entrance through the federal government. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and she couldn't be more right on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's exactly it. I mean, we report on this uh, incessantly and we talk about the similarities and what's happening with the, you know, socialism and, and uh, Venezuela here. Uh, we have experts come on all the time. We discuss because it's it's happening in plain day. You know, it's it's amazing, Ronnie, though. It's almost you have to pinch yourself to believe it's happening in real time. We, you almost don't believe it. Correct. It, it's scary it, it, to be yeah. to honest with you. I've got, you know, my wife and I, we've got seven children. We've got five girls and two boys. Yeah. And the reason we fight the way we do, though, and I think you can agree with me on this, is that we do this because we want to make sure that our kids and our grandkids have the same freedoms that we had as kids. Amen. Hallelujah same, to that, brother. Mm -hmm. The same lifestyle that yeah. we have yeah. as Americans, you know, and, and President Trump said it himself, you know, mm -hmm. the only dreamers that myself personally I'm worried about is the American dreamers. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, spoken very well. Uh, looking at Trump now, when he came down the escalator, they twisted that speech, that historical speech he had. You're so right. It was twisted. He was talking about the criminal intent. And I want to talk to you about the border and what's happening in just a moment there. But, but you know, here's the thing, Ronnie. They painted Trump as they painted him as a blatant racist from day one. But as a, somebody who didn't like the Hispanic community, somebody that didn't like the black community, somebody that didn't like women, somebody that didn't like, you know, all Asians, it's it just every sort of voting group that they could get their hands on to. And they painted Trump as that person. Yet when you looked historically at his past and you look at his business experience, none of that was true. It was all rubbish and everybody knew it. But yet they did a hell of a job with the media because the media, you know, if you keep saying something, whether it's true or false enough, it eventually becomes true in people's mind, doesn't it? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's it's you keep beating the horse with the dead stick or a dead horse with a stick. And it's and, and it's going to become a fact. And, and it, it's scary how it's come to this. But you know what? The president has fought every single day and yeah. he continues to fight for the American people, for the freedom yeah. of our country and the justice in, in the United States. Yeah, I listen, I, I believe uh, Donald Trump has done uh, a remarkable job. Now, keep in mind now, he's ticked off a lot of people. I mean, he's one of those people you either love, I mean, I, would you agree with this actually? You either love him or you hate him. Is that what it is? I agree 100%. I agree 100%. But I also look at it this way here. His interests mm -hmm. represent our people. Absolutely. So if you hate somebody or you love somebody, if they have your best interests in mind, that shouldn't matter at that point. You have to be behind that person. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's it's it's and it's it's odd. I, I kind of seen that transformation happening with Trump uh, when he was using the art of deal through all of the elections and how he sold his policies. 
The core of America loved his message and loved what he was doing. He was the kind of guy, and he is the kind of guy, who says what he says, what he's going to do. He, in other words, he puts his money where his mouth is. He's absolutely a non-politician because politicians tell you what they think you want to hear, and then they mm -hmm. get an office and they don't do anything. Trump tells you what you may not even want to hear, but what the gospel truth is, and then he gets an office and does what he says he's going to do. Now, that's kind of a strange thing, isn't it? <laughs> and it always works out for the better, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, but it's like, you know, I think, would you, I mean, I would say to you this, and some people may or may not agree with this, but I, and just hear me a minute on this, Ronnie. Had he played the political game a little more, a little more interestingly, and I'm talking the political game. Now, this was not his shining spot being a political player. I'll give you that. But had he played that a little bit more, with a little more finesse, I would say he probably would not have gotten so many hate mongers because uh, they were inside of the Republican Party as well and still are, obviously. Um, but he probably wouldn't have had as many of them. Is that, a, is that an accurate statement I make or what do you think? I think that's a very accurate statement. I think a big part of that is because Trump's not a politician. He never was a politician. He understands the policy, you know, the way, yeah. you know, the way it works. Yeah. Um, but when, once you don't understand the way real politics works until you actually get your foot inside yep. that door. Yep. It's a whole yep. different ballgame. Yep. Yep. Ronnie, I know exactly what we're talking about. And I got to tell you why, brother. And, and I want to talk about the border here in a second. But let me tell you why. Because I'm the same kind of personality that Trump is. Now, I don't do that to offend anybody here, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you what time of the day it is. And I'll tell you what exit to get off of the highway. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, eh, tough shit. You know, that's the way it is. <laughs> um, and I understand Trump full well. Now, yeah, I do believe in being ladies and gentlemen. I get that. And I think he can do that as well. But I'm going to give you the out loud truth, the blistering truth. And so I get Trump. I get what he's about. Life is too short to be pulling charades out all the time on everybody. When you really love your country and patriotism is in your heart and you really understand the value and the importance of our Constitution and our Bible, and actually our Bible first and our Constitution second, the two most important documents in our life. If you understand those two, you get the rest of it. Well, now you've got a winning strategy, don't you, brother? You do. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you saying uh, the Bible first, because that's something that we as America have got to get back to. That's, you know, people have gotten away from it, you know, and it's, it's scary, but it's definitely the Bible, the Constitution. And I stand with you on that. Amen. Amen. All right. Listen, let's talk about the border. Now, you live, what, just a couple hours from New, the New Mexico, Mexican border. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, if I go the speed limit, I'm there in about an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> if you go the speed limit, I, all right, yeah, all right. Yeah, if, if, I, if I drive at my pace, I'll be there in about an hour, hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, that'd be me as well. So <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I don't admit nothing, man. Uh, people say you can make what? You you can make New York in how many hours? <laughs> yeah, I can, man. Um, so uh, I, let's talk about the border and. Because I'm guessing right now the the media, the radar in the media is really low. Nobody's in the media is talking about the border at all. But yet I'm guessing here with the open border and everything that's happening, you still have all kinds of nefarious people coming over. We know there are people coming from all over Europe, all over other types of hostile countries and in the Middle East as well. And they're coming through that southern border because let me tell you right now, my friend, Ronnie, that border has been advertised all over the world. You can't be on planet Earth and not know that we have a, le a leakage on our southern border. If you're anywhere on planet Earth, you know the southern border of the United States 
is 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 a is a cesspool. It's just open wide. You can come in and have anything you want. You can bring your weapons. You can bring your drugs. You can bring your cocktail friends. You bring anybody you want. We're open for business, Ronnie. Yep, yep. And it, that's the sad part. And here's the part about it: is, is the media will not uh, talk about it with a Democrat in office because it's a losing issue. They are going to lose if the media continues to talk about this and count it like they did with President Trump. Fact of the matter is, being on a you know in a, on a border state, um, I haven't been up to the border in a few months, um, but I can tell you this much right now: it is ten times worse uh, than it was when President Trump was in office because people knew they could not just get across. It was going to be more of a hassle to get across, so less people tried to come. People were coming for crying out loud in Biden Harris T-shirts because Biden basically opened up the door and said, everybody come in, and during a pandemic. But see, here's the part. This doesn't just affect our border policies. It doesn't just affect elections. This also affects the people that live on the border. There's so many farmers and ranchers that live there. Their crops are being destroyed. There's trucks that are driving over, over, over farmland that's destroying crops, drugs coming across, you know, women and children being raped. And, and it, it's horrible. And the media does not talk about it because the Democrats will lose the election. Yeah. I mean, I love what you just said. And so if everybody can think about it in this term with what Ronnie's saying there, if you had like if the election was next week and there was a Republican president that was elected and come in, you, what you're saying, I think, Ronnie, which I think everybody knows is accurate. The media narrative would change almost instantly. You could almost hear the sucking sound from the change in just those couple of weeks with the Republican president. They'd be all over that border and the immigration problem, wouldn't they? In a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, it, it, interestingly enough, I my consultant was in town. He's who's actually from Florida, um, was in town uh, about a month ago when we made a call. We were actually going to make a trip to the border because we wanted to make a video for uh, one of our groups. And uh, obviously they, you know, they responded, but they were not allowed to let anybody in the facility, near the facility. But the only thing that they would do is take us for a tour on the border. I don't need a tour on the border. I want to see what's going on inside so that way the American people can know because they don't want to tell us. Now, the other part about this, though, is I know many, many people, many friends that are personal friends that are friends on social media that send me messages that are Border Patrol agents and they can't say a word or they're going to lose their careers, but they are frustrated. They feel like they've been shunned, left behind. They're not, you know, just like the Democrat movement to defund the police here in America is the same thing, but it's silently being done to the Border Patrol agents. They're losing their ability to protect our border as well. Yeah, yeah. No, we see it happening in real time here. I want to talk about Lexit. Now, you're the national spokesperson for Lexit, right? That's correct. I mean, so uh, tell me, I mean, everybody knows, I mean, you don't hear as much about this, but tell me what's going on with Lexit. What's what's the message? What's the progress? What's, what's happening? So legs, it's actually legs at USA. Um, it's okay. very, it's the same form of organization as Candace Owens Blexit, which is the black exit from the Democrat Party. Okay. Uh, Lexit is also the Latino exit from the Democrat Party. And we're a national organization um, based in Texas. And we're all across the, I mean, we got ambassadors throughout the country. Um, but what we do is we push a message and we use social media to do this. And we use speaking events to do this. And that message is that, Latinos and Hispanics do not have to be Democrats because we push an ideology of conservatism. And every time that we talk to a Democrat that is Hispanic or Latino, 
they have those same ideals. They believe in pro-life. They believe in freedoms. They believe in the Second Amendment. But too many Hispanics, especially down in the southern part of the country and the west of the country, have grown up Democrats. And that's because they do not get engaged in politics. And if we engage them and we start educating them, then we can get them to exit the Democrat Party. And that's the purpose of Lexit USA. Yeah, it's to promote the core principles and values of conservatism throughout the Latino Hispanic American community in the United States of America. I'm looking at the website right now. In fact, it is. That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, man, I tell you, I could put music to what I just said, correct? You know? uh, I could sing it, sing it out loud. I can do that, buddy. Um, but the website is Lexit, L-E-X-I-T, just as you would imagine, my friends, uh, LexitUSA.org. And you'll see uh, Ronnie's picture right on there, uh, as well as a very impressive group of people you have here as part of this team, the ambassador team and the chairman. And and the, the site is pretty, pretty cool, impressive indeed. So what's the goal now? You've got 2022 coming up right on the doorstep. You've got uh, 2024. What, how can we help? Uh, how, can, how can we get people engaged? How can we get listeners engaged? How can America Out Loud help you, brother? You know, at the end of the day, the most important thing for any of the conservative movements, especially for the Hispanic and Latino community, is the message. Is We just need help getting the message. We need people to know that we're out there. We want to encourage more Hispanics and Latinos to speak up, to be vocal. Because the more that speak up, the more that are going to continue to follow. And that's the message that we're trying to push. And we're trying to let people know that, hey, you don't got to be afraid. You know, we're, we're Hispanics, we're Latinos, we're conservatives. We love our God, you know, God, our country, our kids. And you can do the same and you can be vocal about it and not be a bad person. So any way that we can help push that movement and that message, that's all that we ask. And uh, we will continue to grow and fight for the freedom-loving Americans. Right. So a lot of people don't even realize they're I mean, they like you when you were younger, you knew you were had conservative values and family and God and, uh, you know, patriotism and you had those values. Uh, but a lot of people, a lot of Hispanics, I guess because their families voted that way, it's kind of really weird. But that's because it's kind of well, what do they say? It's baked into the cake. Is that what we used to say, Ronnie? You know, it's baked into the cake, <laughs> right? Because you know your family did it. My great 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 grandmother did it, so I got to vote Democrat or something. So a lot of them are probably. Can I say this? And is this accurate? Are a lot of them more conservative than what we than they think they are? But then when they there's got to be an aha moment. I'm thinking for a lot of these people, Ronnie, where they say it's almost like, oh my god, I could have had a V8 moment. You know, like wow, I didn't even know I was that conservative but I am and I'm not a Democrat at all. So we got to convince those people to have more V8 moments. How do we, how do we, what, what, what is there a, what, what's the national campaign? Is it, do we have something unique and in sexy? Well, you have the Latino awakening you have right here on the website. Is that it? That's one of them. But the, the, the big message that we push, we're actually just started working on is, is going to be the hashtag. The Latinos don't have to be Democrats. If we can get that trend to start going and more people start seeing that, it starts to open up more eyes, it starts to get more people to look, they click on those links and they start seeing the stories of all these Hispanics and Latinos that are actually conservatives. You know, but at the end of the day, the message is America, the message is God, the message is family. And to us, that's the most important message. And we've got to continue to push that.
Shouldn't we say, uh, do we might maybe even want to say uh, d- uh, that uh, Hispanics don't have to be Marxist Democrats? Maybe that we should add the word Marxist in there, maybe, don't you think? <laughs> You're giving me some ideas, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, though, I mean, come on, you know, it's more, more or less what it is, I think. And we, we yeah. need to call it out for what it is, don't you think? brother. I, I agree. I agree 100%. And, so, I, and I do that on my social media almost daily. Yeah, it sounds like you're very active in the social media. And that's well, that's why you are the spokesperson for the uh, the movement itself. So we, we need to drive people then to LexitUSA.org. And we need to get people to awaken that, you know, they don't have to, there's no reason to be a Democrat at that point when they're selling mm-hmm. out our country. And that conservative values are uh, alive and well in the Hispanic community. The question is, can we start to can we start to change some of those numbers, Ronnie? And you think we can? I think we can. You know, and, and at the end of the day, we take the same message that the Democrat Party has taken, but we do it more vocal. You know, um, we we you know we get on the social media, we push our campaigns, and we get out there and we talk to people. One of the things that we did. So as the state chair for the RNHA in New Mexico, um, they had the Comic-Con here last month. And the Comic-Con, my opinion, is a very left-leaning type of crowd. And so before we actually did our rollout, I built our board and we actually put a table up at Comic-Con. We had about 100 different comic book magazines. We had our big banner, the Republican National Hispanic Assembly of New Mexico. We actually went out there and engaged in a crowd that's not very friendly of Republicans. And we're going to continue to do that in New Mexico and throughout the country. We're going to go into areas that the Republican Party has not been. And we're going to talk to these people. We're going to put our hands out and we're going to invite them in. We have to invite people. We have to talk to people and we have to stop fighting on social media. And I I am excited about what you're saying here, what you're doing and Ronnie, it is so cool to meet you and have you here with our listeners. And I, I hope you'll be a regular. I love your message. I love your spirit and what you're about. And, and as you said moments ago, I mean, you, you said even at the border, it, I mean, 10 times worse right now. And yet all you hear is crickets with the media, right? Absolutely. And it's so frustrating, you know, and that's why we continue to speak out loud. Right. That's how we out loud. You're at the right home, brother, at America Out Loud. And speaking of Malcolm Out Loud, you're at the right home. We'll help you get out loud here. We'll you do everything. I, there, right? <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. And uh, we will be here to support you. We'll get a link up for Lexit as well to drive people there and remind them that their values. And I, and I really believe this in my heart. The values, because Hispanics are some of the coolest people, and and you know their values are really conservative values. They're not Marxist Democrat values, uh, right? No. Bottom line. That's, bottom line. Bottom line is 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 we're we're good, freedom loving people, and and I and I can tell you this. I, I honestly feel in my heart a good ninety plus percent of Hispanics and Latinos are conservative. Once they understand what the policies are and how they affect our communities they will convert to the conservative Republican Party. Yeah, and I hear the conviction in your voice uh, because you, you have real facts on your side. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, there's a, and when people really look at the truth and they look at the facts and what I call the out loud truth, it becomes very clear at that point which path you're going to take your family down. And, and I'm thinking that most Hispanics realize, I think the majority of them realize that, and which is why, and, and last point, I got to make this with you. I don't, I think a lot of them realize, Ronnie, that open borders are not good for anybody, and they're certainly not good for our families. Uh, so they recognize that as well, right? It's very detrimental, not just to our families, but to our country, you know, and, and I think you said it earlier in the show is there's people not just from, you know, Latin America and from Mexico that's coming across, there's people coming across that are 
you know, that don't have the right intentions for the American, you know, people. And we have to protect our borders. We have to protect our land. And more importantly, we have to protect the American people. Absolutely. It is perfectly said here. I stay right there, Ronnie. We're speaking with Ronnie Lucero here. Again, he's chair for the New Mexico Republican National Hispanic Assembly, a national spokesperson for Alexit, L-E-X-I-T. The website, friends, is alexitusa.org. It's a very cool site. Visit it. Let's check it out a little bit and let's help out uh, what Ronnie's doing here. And I, I feel like there's some movement here now and talking to him. Very, very cool. Uh, we're going to take a pause. Lots more ahead here. We have a, a whole lot more on the immigration there. Amanda Mackey will be joining us a little bit later in the program there. Uh, we'll talk to you just on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed ourselves. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Today, America stands at the crossroads of history. Our actions will determine the fate of our nation. Well, that journey starts here and starts now. We invite you to join us in making the ultimate difference. Subscribe to our podcast and newsletters. Turn notifications on and stay in the know. You'll find all that back at AmericaOutloud.com. Liberty and justice for all. We join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is yours truly, uh, Malcolm Outloud here. And boy, I really like that guy, uh, Ronnie Lucero and uh, Lexit, L-E-X-I-T. Uh, we need to get behind them. We need to get some momentum and help these guys out. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, again, th- that was all branded, that moving the, uh, with Lexit, with Candace, with moving the blacks out of the Democrat party, our black American brothers and sisters. Uh, same, same story, really that, listen, you got permission not to be a Marxist Democrat, and you can certainly come home to your conservative American values. Isn't that really the message we're trying to get to all Americans? Because again, this is, this is our story. This is our story, people. I mean, America is a diverse nation. We're diverse, beautiful people. We are all colors. We are black, brown, white, yellow. We're everything, man. And that's, that's this whole experiment here. It's what it's about. It's what I love about our country the diversity of thought, the diversity of opinion, the diversity of skin color, the diversity of the way we look. You know, that's why I love America. 
We are a unique group of people. But the one thing we have in common is there's nobody more patriotic than an American. I'll tell you what. And it doesn't matter. Take an Hispanic American, Black American, Asian American. It doesn't matter. White American, whatever, man. But, you know, you go in and when you understand the values of this country and you understand what are that amazing, again, that document, what that Constitution stands for. And, and you know, you, you see the national anthem go up or you see that flag. My friend, I guarantee you this. You take, you take a guy like Ronnie Lucero here. I guarantee he's the kind of guy there that gets goosebumps. Guarantee. I, I, I stake my life on it. Guarantee. Him and his family, his wife. I, you can see it. It's just like I would. Goosebumps. You, you see the flag, the national anthem, the patriotism. And you just know. You know you're standing for something that is much greater than you. That's what this stands for. It really is an American movement. So when Ronnie talks about, you know, conservative values and that we have to give permission to those groups, the ethnicities in our nation to know that, listen, just because, you know, your your great, great grandmother or, or great, great grandfather twice removed might have voted Democrat. Well, you know, that Democrat party is gone. They don't exist anymore. See, that's the message we need to get out. Don't you agree? That Democrat Party, we talk about it all the time here. They're gone. They're not, they're not here. You can't find a JFK Democrat anymore, the blue Democrat. They're gone. You know, the, the, the extreme part of that party has swallowed it whole. I continue to say to you this. I, I firmly believe, and I know some of you may chuckle or laugh at me, but I'm going to stay with my convictions. I absolutely believe the Democrat Party is on its last hurrah. I, I absolutely believe that's what's happening. And I've been reporting on this for a couple of years now, and I believe that's where they're at. And I think you're seeing their last gasp of air, just like when you stamp out a cockroach on the floor and it turns over on its back and it's got its legs up and it's kicking and trying to breathe and so it can run off and skirtle again and screw up something else. You know, that's the same thing. That's the Democrat cockroach. Same story, man. Same thing. Try it. They sit there and gasp for ear and then they try to get away quick. It's the same thing what's happening with the Marxist Democrats. They're nothing but cockroaches, I'll tell you. It's a Marxist takeover of our nation. And it's one that we need to stand and fight and push against. And it's, and it's you know, people like Ronnie and people like Lexit that are going to make the ultimate difference. It's what we've got. This is how we unite people, actually. But this is the recipe. This is the ingredients to unite in America. And that's why when you're talking to, you know, a guy like Ronnie and you understand the values of what they're, I mean, the, the, you know, we're putting it out there. Like you said, you know, and, and he nailed it. I didn't talk to him. I mean, again, one thing about me, you got to know, I don't rehearse any of this stuff. I don't talk to, I didn't, I never talked to Ronnie before the mic went hot. Other than say, hey, good to have you here. Good to meet you. Let's go. Okay. Let's jump off the cliff, man. That's how I do this. That's how it rolls here on the voice of a nation. Nothing is rehearsed in advance. It's all spontaneous. It's all real. People don't ask me, you know, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. We'll figure it out when we get there. You know, I had somebody recently say, could you send me the questions in advance? I nearly fell on the floor. What? Question? I don't know what the hell questions are. I'm asking you. I have no idea. Do you think I'd write these things down in advance? You've got to be joking me. No, we don't write things down in advance. We're sort of a like a instant instantaneous combustion. <laughs> Boom. There it is. We got a spark. That's the best way to do it, my friends, because that's where authenticity is. And that's where people are real and they don't need to rehearse the answers. 
too much rehearsal and it, it doesn't make good programming. It's better to have people at their best, at their finest, at, at their most authentic. And that's what I like about being out loud. It's being at the out loud truth, the out loud moment of your life. What does that really mean to you? Well, step up to the mic and tell me. It's exactly what we're talking about here is being authentic in the moment. That's the whole origins and the basis actually of America Out Loud. It's what we stand for here. And it's a mission we're on here that we continue to promote every day across our great country. We've got to get back to this moment of, of unification. And, you know, I think that the more I'm even seeing some of the messaging now, I, I am convinced of what I'm going to tell you next. I, I'm absolutely convinced of it, people. And, you know, we've all been a little unglued recently. We've all been a little uncertain. We know there's a lot of hostilities. We know the country is in turmoil. We know a lot of things are taking place here, right? I mean, you agree? And we know there's a Marxist takeover in our nation. And we know we are living through a historical moment of time. And we know the, the, the risk is real. The risk, as even Ronnie was saying, that we lose it all. It's like a crapshoot. I mean, all the marbles are out right now to fight for our nation. And, and the odd thing about it all is it's happening in real time, right in front of us. It is a pinch me moment. And even he was expressing that. You really don't even believe it sometimes. It's surreal. It's, it, it really is surreal. Because you think like you and I, when we think back when we were kids growing up, we could have never dreamt of this stuff. But we just thought America was secure. And it was all, it was everything that we thought it was. It, it was America, the beautiful, and it was always going to be here. I guess in a really, not a good way, we took it for granted. Many of us probably did take America for granted. And understanding that we can never take this great nation for granted because without our country, what do we have? What do we have? We have nothing. We have nothing. There is no other place like America. There's no other place like the United States of America. It doesn't exist. It is not here on this planet. I don't know if it exists on another planet somewhere, but it's not here, people. So in which case, I'm, I'm seeing people asking that question. That's another thing I'm seeing a lot in people saying like, okay, what country would you move to? I'm seeing that posed a lot on social media lately. People are asking, okay, well, all right, it looks like this is kind of failing or you know, if something goes belly up here, what country would you move to? Or what's the next best country that you would go to? And, I see somebody that they say Poland, you know, or whatever, you know, I mean, whatever. I mean, pick your flavor, but there's no other United States of America. There's only one. And I continue to say that. I've said that for years. We can never take this great nation for granted. And yet I think we have. I think we have as a people. So I think we need to come back to appreciating what our framers put together, what this constitution stood for, uh, what the voice of freedom was. Uh, and, and really uh, begin to, uh, how do I say, undo the damage that the mass media has created. Now, Ronnie pointed that out perfectly well. He knew right away who the enemy was. Did you hear him say that? He said it was the media. He knew it. He says, you know, he said, I, I, I struggle with trying to get a message out because they don't report anything. Now, he lives a couple hours from the border. They don't report anything of truth. That's why right now, as he said, and as we all know, right now, there's no information whatsoever. It's like we solve the immigration problem immediately. Like Kamala Harris went down to, what, the north part of that where nobody is and talked to a few people. Oh, okay, she's not done. She had her photo up and off and running. Didn't go down with the problem, didn't solve the problem. And of course, they didn't want 
the cameras down where the problems are. Because down where the problems are, it's a mess. It's a mess. The number of people are coming over, uh, are, it's historic numbers are crossing our southern border. We, we've never had these kinds of numbers before. So, and you think about it again, and, and it really is going to play into how much that impacts the 2022 and 2024 election is going to be key. That does play into the Lexit movement. It does play into our Hispanic brothers and sisters. Absolutely. It does all of that. Because as all of this, you know, comes to the front here, coming into the election again, we've got to do our job and remind all Americans that, and, and it's not easy because the media is not reporting the truth down there. There's no truth that they are reporting. So right now it's a non-story. Although all the criminals are coming over, the cartel is running the border, they're, control, they're making all kinds of money, the numbers are unprecedented historically what's happening, the Biden policies are all, you know, catch, un, unleash, re release in the nation, uh, you don't have to worry about it, and then, you know, then we get all the problems with law and order happening here right now with the, the takeover of our nation and law and all this damage is happening, and this is where all the turmoil is. You've got no law and order now. You got the defundant. You got the people who've left the police in. You got the MS-13 gangs. You got that evil piece coming down from, uh, you know, from several countries down, three times removed, right? Coming down from the worst characters ever. And 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 to be clear with you, these horrible characters are in every ethnic background. You don't have to be white, brown, black, yellow, or any other color. My friends, my fellow Americans, they exist everywhere. Everywhere, evil is everywhere. It doesn't know a particular genre or ethnic background, you see? And that's where they tried to pin that on Trump, remember, back in the 2015 program. Remember that? It, it, going toward the 2016 race? That he was a racist, and you heard Ronnie say it was anything but that. It wasn't no racist. But they pinned that. They Again, if I come on here every day and I keep telling you you're, you're well, I'm not going to say you're ugly, but you're beautiful and you're beautiful. You're, you're, you probably are beautiful, but you're going to, even if you're not, you're going to think you are. Well, you, know, so you keep telling somebody the same thing time and time again, day after 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 day. Well, you eventually think that that is the case, right? It doesn't have to be true. It just has to be, that's the way I think. That is a, uh, that is a propaganda campaign. That is a uh, bonus asset that the Marxist Democrat machine, they have that down incredibly well. They know exactly how to spin that onto the American people. I mean, they know exactly how to do that. So, and now we're in a catch 22 where there is no publicity on the border, but all this is happening. And you know what it's gonna take again? You know, I'm going to tell you right now, not, now hear me on this. I'm going to, here's, here's a newsflash for you. Here's a newsflash. Remember I told you this, write it down on your calendar. Remember I told you this, and then remind me later on. Will you say, Malcolm, well, you know, you, you did say that back in, uh, you know, back in July there. You know, you did say that. Yeah, yeah, back in the year 2021. Yeah, yeah, you said it, man. And here's the newsflash in the news bulletin for you. We're going to wait now until the next catastrophic event, and there is going to be one. Right now, you're not hearing much about terrorism. You don't hear much about international terrorism or domestic terrorism. They are both real, okay? And how much of those are impacted with our illegal immigration 
program and our borders or no borders, but our ability not to govern our borders or our country and just leave the nation open, wide open for anybody to take advantage, right? Of And, and this is where you're less than stellar people and your worst possible evil people are doing it. I mean, I, I've seen the reports, I've seen the pictures, I've seen things of, you know, these, uh, not, and, you know, and the drug cartel and the drug pushers, that's the light of it. I mean, that's, if that isn't bad enough with the opioids and all the drugs, I mean, yeah, sure, it's bad. And that creates more everything. That creates all kinds of problems, you see, right? But, you know, we, we've got to remember that, uh, that, uh, this is going to come back to haunt us. I can feel it, my friends. I can just like that 9-11, we ignored a lot of warnings. We we didn't pay attention. We took our eye off the ball. And sure enough, uh, the extremists, uh, jihad, they took advantage and they flew those planes in and killed, uh, you know, a lot of people. A lot of Americans died on September 11th. And now we see after pulling out of Afghanistan and all of that, we, we killed another uh 2,300 plus soldiers there in our fight with the Taliban and the, and uh, the, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, the shitholes of Afghanistan, basically. I don't know what else you'd call it, but uh, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible place. It's a horrible place for anybody to send our young men and women in. For what purpose did we really serve there? But all the lives we lost. As far as I can see, it magnified 9-11. You might as well say, say that 9-11 didn't cause us just over 3,000 deaths. Probably cost us over six to seven, 8,000 deaths, all time totaled. When you look at all everything that's happened, that incident probably cost us that many, seven, 8,000 deaths of, of real people, young people that were just starting out in life. That's, that's what I'm seeing has happened here, you see? Yeah. So I think what's gonna happen now is there's going to be another moment. It's going to be another come to Jesus moment. And it's going to happen in this nation. And the wrong thing is going to happen. And you're going to find out it was because there were no borders. It was because uh, that these uh, criminals, these terrorists, they, they got into our country. You see, that's part of the problem. The evil is already here. It's already here. It's not like we have to wait. It's here already in our country. And this is a problem. This is why law and order is so important. And, and a lot of these things that are happening right now as well are nothing more than distractions. The whole defund the police and the whole law and order and the whole criminal intent and the all distractions, you know? And, it's, and, 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 and I'm looking at this now with the Democrat machine and what they talk about. I'm looking at even a lot of the stories I see coming from the media, all distractions. They're talking about, oh, Kamala Harris, well, her, her uh, I, well, in fact, one of the things I want to talk to you about today is I'm, I'm hearing reports now, believe it or not. Now, brace yourself that uh, I'm telling you, this is, I'm not making this up. I've got multiple reports here that coming from the Biden cabal, the, the Biden cabal, the, the whole admin there, the people around the cabinet, all those people there. Yeah. And of course, the VP, you've been, you've been hearing the news reports. I know you have about a lot of Kamala's people are not happy. Well, how could you be happy? I mean, she's a bitch. What would you be happy about? I mean, she's got no manners whatsoever. She certainly isn't the most pleasant. I mean, she, you know, she's got that cackle of a laugh. Like she cackles like a hyena, you know? I mean, really, I'm being as nice as I can be, but she's got, she cackles and she's not nice. 
and everybody knows it. Certainly the people around her, and they don't like her, obviously, but they're all fighting. And they say, oh, my God. So that's another distraction. So now we're not longer talking about an election, a fraudulent election. We're not talking about borders that are porous. We're not talking about terrorists coming over that problem. We're not talking about all the dollars that are going, that are being wasted on illegal immigration programs and people in cages and kids in cages. And we're not talking about any of that. We're talking about, well, Kamala's people, uh, her little uh, tribe there, her tribe. They're not happy with her. So she threw a party. She threw a party, of course, on your money. I'm sure it's all taxpayer money paying for that bad boy. But she threw a party to sort of lift spirits up with her crowd, her people, uh, the people who work for her, more or less. I I've always heard the history of uh, Kamala. She's not a very well-liked person. Doesn't have that kind of a personality, actually. Now, again, I I'm not trying to talk out of school, but that is the word on the street here. Um, hate to even say that, but it, it is what we hear. But the other story I'm hearing really is that, and, and you can picture this when I tell you this, there is actual talk. And in fact, I've seen Dick Morris, you know, the political strategist, Dick Morris. Yeah, he's still around. He's like 125 now, but he's still here, still, still, uh, still doing his political stuff. He was on uh, a couple of the radio shows. I think he gets on OAN a lot and that kind of thing. He also was one that was reporting that, but that uh, that uh, very possibly she sh that that there's even talk about Kamala. They're concerned that she will invoke the 25th Amendment, and uh, because they're seeing that they're not able to camouflage this uh, bad uh, dementia and uh, 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 you know this Alzheimer's that's uh, really taken Joe Biden over. I mean, it's not a laughing matter. And it's, you know, something about, you know me, I'm very passionate about finding a cure for that. I don't find it a laugh in the matter. For, it's not something to joke about, no matter who has it. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish that on Joe Biden. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't wish it on Kamala Harris. I don't wish it on anybody. Nobody. Nobody should have that. We should find a cure for that, for dementia and Alzheimer's, truth, truth be told. And, you know, I say that to you all the time. So anyways, I'm going to say it again. And I, I, I really believe that. But, but there is talk about that they're very concerned now because he is declining more and more and more. Well, we all knew it. We've seen it in real time. Nobody reported on it. Now, had that been Donald Trump, the media would, or any Republican candidate, this, this is what's sick about all this. Our Marxist media would have been all over it. I mean, who the hell do the Marxist media represent anyways? Who do they represent? They don't represent America. They don't represent our constitution. They certainly don't represent any of our values. Where do these people come from? They're evil. And, and I think you know, right up front there, you, you heard Ronnie Lucero say that as well. He, he pointed that out to me. He's the one that brought the topic up about the media. And he's right, 100% right. Uh, it, 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 so that is the story of this generation that's going to come out of this. And I'll continue to tell you that. But I'm telling you right now, this, this story of, the, uh, of, of Kamala Harris, don't take your eye off the ball. Uh, we're going to talk next about more of the immigration strategy and also about uh, Kamala a little bit with Amanda Mackey will be joining us here. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, it's it, it all comes full circle. You know, that what do they say in life, right? What goes around comes around. Right? What goes around comes around. Oh, well, listen, we'll see you in an hour too. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation.
heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor, 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 our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Welcome back to Hour 2, A Voice of a Nation, and uh, Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly, and uh, uh, talking a lot of things right now, like immigration, uh, the, the border. We, you see up front, we were talking to Ronnie Lasero. If you missed that, you've got to go back and hear that when the show goes to podcast. Uh, Ronnie, exceptional. He is the national spokesperson for Lexit, and uh, talked to really, uh, I, I really like this guy a lot. He's the uh, state chair for the New Mexico Republican National Hispanic Assembly, incredibly well-spoken and very optimistic uh, about what's happening in the Hispanic community and uh, with the numbers there that they're uh, watching very carefully. Uh, the border, as he was suggesting, uh, is 10 times worse. Well, the numbers he said that Ronnie said, he's just a couple hours from the border. He said about uh, 10 times worse right now with the border than under President Trump. However, how much noise do you hear about the border right now? You don't hear anything, right? Nothing. They're crickets. The media doesn't report because, well, because there's a Democrat president. This is how sick it is, people, because there's a Democrat president. So there's no, we don't have kids in cages now. Everything's perfect down there. And of course, as he said, it's 10 times worse, but there's no media coverage whatsoever. Now, how sick is that? I mean, that should infuriate everybody. And it's hard to get any truth from any of these cats. I mean, they, they either don't admit nothing or they lie like hell when they do. I mean, you know, something's got to give here, I'll tell you. As he, he said, and as I say to you all the time, it's the biggest story to come out of our generation is the Marxist media and what they're really, really up to. I want to talk next more about that border, and I want to do it with somebody who just got back from the border, and uh, and that is, uh, welcome onto the program here, Amanda Mackey is with us here, and uh, so Amanda is, well, first off, she is an attorney. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I forgot to, to confirm that with you, but you are an attorney, right? I am. All right. Well, we won't hold that against you. That's a good thing. We right, so, don't. All right. All right. Don't you hate those jokes, Amanda? When people say, I'm an attorney. I worked hard for that, man. Uh, so Even she, after years of being an attorney, I still hate them. I know. I know. Isn't that the truth, though? Huh? There's something about it, man. Every, you do find some good ones here and there, but sometimes the, the populace is, uh, yeah. So she was a 2020 Republican candidate in Florida's 13th congressional district. She's a great contributor, freaking contributor to Fox News, Newsmax, OAN, a lot of uh, very good uh, uh, networks there. And uh, and is a, a frequent writer in the Washington Times, Washington Examiner and so forth. So now, Amanda, let's jump right into it. You just got back like, I, I don't know, I think it's a days or really pretty recent here, I believe, yeah. uh, from the border. Tell us where you were and what was going on, please. Sure. So I went on a fact-finding mission, and we had heard a lot about and seen a lot of footage of the lower Rio Grande Valley, McAllen, Donna, uh, in Texas. But the vice president went to El Paso. El Paso, which I was also at when I went uh, on my fact-finding mission trip, El Paso is largely a you know fortified border city. 
people do commerce every day between Juarez, the next town over in Mexico, and El Paso. So you have checkpoints, you have the wall, you have a fortified border there. So there's really nothing to see in El Paso, which is, again, where the vice president went. So she got to say, I checked the box. I went to Texas. I went to a border town. And she really didn't see anything. Uh, as I always like to say, you can't fix what you can't see. So if you go there, Vice President Harris, I'm going to go 90 miles north of where you were, where the wall was built under President Trump and abruptly stopped on January 20th under the Biden administration. Within hours of President Biden being sworn in, he, by executive order, stopped the building of the wall. And Amanda, did and I well, hear also, did I hear that when they stopped that, uh, uh, correct me if you heard this as well, that we still are paying all those vendors. They are co contracted to be paid, even though they're not building the wall. Is that accurate? Um, I would, I would assume so. Just speaking with my lawyer hat on, I would assume so. <laughs> I, you know, the, the law enforcement that I was with, I was with the sheriff of Luna County. Okay. Um, of course, he wouldn't know if those were paid or not paid because that was fully done by the, by the on the federal level. But one would assume that when I was there and I saw the building materials for the wall, literally pieces of the wall, thousands of pounds of U.S. steel sitting there, mm -hmm. uh, shockingly not stolen, shockingly not destroyed or rusted, uh, just sitting there, it makes you wonder, well, what's going to ultimately happen to this? And what happens to the vendors that have been paid? Because the material has been paid for, in all likelihood, the vendors have been paid for. Yeah. So we uh, we visited with the uh, sheriff of Luna County. Uh, his name is Kelly Ganaway. And when we visited with him, I told him, I said, I'm going to ask some questions that as a Democrat, you may feel uncomfortable answering about, for example, Kamala Harris and why she went to El Paso, but didn't go 90 minutes away, 90 minutes west to see where the wall stopped. And there's a gaping hole for three miles. In other words, all that was left to build was three miles on that border and they stopped the building of it. Yeah, I, I, heard, I heard Trump say the other day, in fact, had he had just a couple more months, he'd have had that to total wall done in that area. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you have hundreds of miles of wall built and then it stops, which means people can just walk right across. People can drive across. People can take a horse and come across. And what has really caused the most consternation for people in, this, in, in that community in particular are that, that there's real differences be between what people see on TV, like the women and children that are coming to the border in the lower Rio Grande Valley. These are largely people that are looking to get picked up. They're looking to get processed. The terrain is very different coming into New Mexico, coming from Chihuahua, uh, the state of Chihuahua. It is a uh, high desert. It is very difficult and challenging terrain to get through. So who are the people that are coming through? They are adults, they are males, and they are in the 18 to 40 age range. A lot of these people could be criminals back home just trying to get out of their own country and hide somewhere else. So you have these people trespassing on land, sleeping in barns, sleeping on farms, on ranches there, stealing cars, all sorts of criminal activity that the people of Luna County now have to deal with 
when all that had to be done to keep the people of Luna, Luna County safe was to finish three more miles of wall. Yeah. That's it. Did the sheriff the uh, in Luna County say? Did, did the sheriff in Luna County say much about that uh, when he talked to you about the crime and all what's happening there? Yeah, uh, he said, you know, look, when you live in a border town, there is a reasonable expectation you're going to be dealing with people crossing over. Right. But that was what the ball was supposed the the wall was supposed to remedy. The wall would fix that. If you have a thirty foot wall, and he said this, it is a deterrent, absolutely. Because who can climb that wall and make it over safely? If you fall 30 feet, what happens? They have had many deaths of people who fall right over mm. that wall. So the wall is a deterrent. And that was what President Trump was trying to achieve. So basically, what you have is materials for the wall sitting there. You have the wall almost fully built, just three more miles left. You have the local law enforcement having to deal with higher crime rates. And this is one of the poorest counties in New Mexico, if not in the country. And so what are they supposed to do now with their police force? They have to go out and find more people to recruit into the sheriff's office to be able to deal with the surge in crime. But the worst part about all this, and I'm going to tell you my personal story uh, with this, is that I went through two checkpoints. When I was driving to Luna County from El Paso that day and both checkpoints, CBP, Customs and Border Patrol's uh, uh, checkpoints, I had a rental car, which should should raise flag. I had a rental car, California place. And just a little bit about me, I could easily pass for being Hispanic um, or Latina. And when I passed through, the CBP agent asked me one question are you a U.S. citizen? And I said, yes. And he said, have a nice day. Oh, my golly. Wow. He didn't ask where I was going. And I had all this material prepared. So was the honor system with him, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the, the fascinating thing about this is that not what I had was one on the way in was a was a gentleman on the way out was a, a, a lady. So there wasn't a difference because I was a woman or he was a man. Both asked one question. Are you a U.S. citizen? This really makes me wonder, is CBP being told to look the other way and take all comers? Because well, that's what it seems like. Well, they are. Uh, some of that was reported on uh, with the election. A lot of the uh, the uh, the changes that the Biden administration created with the immigration program, it was the reverse of anything Trump had done. They did just like stopping the wall, Amanda. They changed all of those policies, procedures, and did the direct opposite. And so, what you're saying now is they just ask you. So, with everybody else that's coming over, they just ask them if they're a U.S. citizen, and if they say yes, they get a pass and they can come in. That's what's happening. Yeah, and I had all the red flags, you know, like I said, wow. just wow. based on looking at me, based on the car that I was driving. It was a rental car, out of state plates. Wow. Um, there were many flags that could have gone up that that just would have triggered. And I'm not saying anything out of the normal ask for a driver's license, mm -hmm. ask for ID. They didn't even ask for that. They asked for and nothing, so it, no, nothing, not a thing. Nothing, just, wow. just 
just an honor system to your point, just an honor system. And, you know, the thing that the reason that this bothers me so much and the reason Mm. why I went on my own fact finding mission was because I am a product of the legal immigration system. My family and I immigrated here when I was 11 months old and we waited our turn. My parents waited almost two decades to become U.S. citizens. They didn't operate in darkness. They immediately Mm. surrendered. They asked for asylum. They waited. My father studied. He was penniless. He studied. He became a surgeon. He's a surgeon to this day, contributed back, worked hard, took care of patients, helped people. Instead of what you're seeing, which are illegals coming across operating in darkness, sending their money that they earn back to their back to their communities, back to their countries. We're a country of laws. Mm. And if we're nothing, we're a country of laws. So everyone has to agree that lawlessness is not acceptable. But this administration is allowing for it. Mm. Well, the, back to your point of lawlessness right now, Amanda, that's a problem we're having throughout our nation. I mean, you take a look at the border problem. As you say, people are coming in. Uh, you've got all kinds of terrorist activities. You've got the drug cartel. You've got the opioids, but that drug cartel is huge if that wasn't a problem in itself. But then you've got hardened terrorists. You've got people coming in from Europe. You've got people coming in from other areas of the world. That's already been reported. We've seen those and they do come over. It's been advertised all over the planet here that our southern border is open for business and you can come in with anything you want. Bring your drugs, bring your weapons, bring whatever the hell you want. Because no, like you just said, they don't ask you anything. You just come right on in. That's sort of the Biden policy. Uh, it is. But, you know, you talk about law and order, Amanda. Right now, that's a problem we're having throughout our country. Look at the whole defunding the police. Now they're taking now they're trying to change the conversation and the narrative again, because the Marxist Democrat Party knows that uh, that is not a winning strategy for America. And so you you just said some comments that got my attention a moment ago when you said, well, Malcolm, we have to agree as a people that, you know, we need law and order. That's a given. We should demand and expect that. Right. But Amanda, that's not happening in our country, not just only at the border, but even with police departments throughout our country are taking on a lot of heat and they can't keep them anymore. So, no, we don't all agree that we want a law and, law and order type of country. They want chaos, don't you think? They want chaos. They want to defund the police. And even if they don't say they want to defund the police, just as an example, when I spoke with the sheriff in Luna County, Mm -hmm. he was saying that CBP has to now focus on processing and intake. Um, So they've shifted focus because of the influx. Mm -hmm. So that means that for local law enforcement, like the sheriff, and his uh, deputies, they have to now do the job of CBP. They can't, they have to now control the border. That's not in their purview. That's not in their jurisdiction, but now they have to do that. So what's interesting about this is that I said to him, I said, well, what about like you have governors in Florida and South Dakota that are trying to send reinforcements to Texas to help fortify the border there? What about sending uh, troops here? And he said, well, the problem is we have a Democrat governor who may not have said she wants to defund the police, but in essence, that's what she's done because she did away with qualified immunity. And for your listeners who may not know what qualified immunity is, basically it means that 
any law enforcement uh, agent can be subject to civil penalties himself or herself. So in other words, personally liable for what they do in their line of duty. And so whatever, whatever someone throws at you with a lawsuit, you could now have to come out of pocket as a police officer, hire your own attorney, have to pay out any kind of settlement. Don't you think that's a deterrent in and of itself? Maybe you don't defund the police, but this is certainly how you get people to not join the police force. Yeah, I mean, if it isn't dangerous enough, and now you've got to go into your own piggy bank and cover your, they're talking about insurance, which is very expensive, uh, because this is what they're trying to do. So they're trying to make it, uh, Amanda, don't you think, very, very difficult uh, for any police and whatsoever in our country. Let me ask you, what do you really think the motive is of the left, the Democrat machine, uh, the, the Marxist Democrat? What is the real motive? Because you just said it right out there. You take a look at that border. I mean, who in their right mind would want their family and their loved ones exposed to that? It, just like all the police departments, who in their right mind would want them exposed to that in all these communities? Yet this is what they're doing. And when they defund the police narrative didn't work in the media and they seen the crime rate go now you've got this immunity deal where well now well we'll just we'll force them to have to get insurance we'll make it impossible so they can't hire people and then so what do they really want amanda what, what are they after you think any idea i think i think they're trying to be a little too cute by a half so in other words think about it the governor of new mexico is a Democrat. She doesn't want to get primaried and have someone farther to the left of her. <laughs> so she won't defund the police because she probably knows how asinine and crazy that is to do. But if she does qualified immunity, it, it's a wink and a nod to the progressive base of the party that, yeah, I'm with you on going after our police. So I see that movement because what I see overall is you had Rashida Tlaib last week, a member of the squad, Democrat from Michigan, uh, Congresswoman say, we need to eliminate ICE. We need to eliminate Customs and Border Patrol agents. We need to, we need to eliminate those agencies because they're terrorizing yeah. these migrants. But look at it from up top. President Biden has 15 agencies that he set a budget, he sets a budget for, okay? There are 15 federal agencies. Every single one of those agencies got plussed up, every single one, except for Department of Homeland Security. That tells me everything I need to know. It tells me that this base the base of their party right. is beholden to the progressives and they are going to kowtow however they can, however subtly they can without raising the ire of the media, without raising, you know, conservative or even moderately conservative media to go after them. They're going to do it in a different way, in a, in a more clandestine way. And this is what they're doing. They won't increase their funding they and, and when the price of everything's going up, when we have inflation, that means yeah. everything becomes more costly for that agency and they can't do their work. In other words, you're handcuffing them is what Biden is doing. Then you have the progressives in the party saying defund, get rid of CBP, get rid of ICE. We don't need them. They're not humanitarian. They, they, they terrorize these people. So you have this narrative. And then look what the governors are doing. They may not be doing defund bills, 
but they'll do qualified immunity bills, which means police aren't going to have the adequate resources and personnel that they need. Yeah. And, you know, they and they are, uh, you know, they're brilliant marketers, the left is, so they know how to push these narratives. The biggest problem, Amanda, is, is the media, the Marxist media. They don't promote any American values. They don't promote any safety and security. They don't promote law and order. They don't promote anything that's of value with our Constitution. What is it with the media? Why are they so hostile? Any idea why the hostilities and how far gone that they are? The media knows who butters their bread. I mean, they are so beholden to the liberals. They've basically become an arm of the Democratic Party. And, you know, they're they're the lapdogs, in essence, of people like Nancy Pelosi and people like AOC. Uh, They don't want to be without, they don't want to be, have these people left to the social media world. They want to be a part of that. So they're willing to do everything and anything they need to, uh, to to give to these, uh, to this party and to give to these candidates so that they have the blessing, the affirmation. I mean, look, between what the liberal media is doing with spewing hate and spewing racism on critical race theory. They're another arm of the party, an extension of the party, when they're out there talking about critical race theory and how we are a racist nation, by default, uh, whites are racist, and this is a racist country, and that's why we got to right the wrongs of 200 years ago. Um, It's talk like that that you have the social media world doing pro bono work for the Democrats, you have the liberal media doing pro bono work for the liberal Democrats, all of them are in cahoots. And unfortunately, what you're seeing is that the the parents, especially on critical race theory, the parents are having to fight a multidimensional fight. Not only are they fighting the the lawmakers, the the liberal lawmakers, not only are they fighting social media and and those platforms, not only are they fighting the, the liberal uh, liberal media, they're having to fight all these fights just to give their kids an education. Yeah. And that's what's been so remarkable is to see the fight these parents are taking to the liberal media. But this has been, you know, as, as old as the day is long. It's been something we've always had to fight. But thankfully, you know, we have other venues now like mm-hmm. your reporting and others that we can get our voices out amen amen yeah i mean we know we're on the front lines here at america out loud i mean we we believe in our constitution we're patriots we have you know just a very esteemed group of um of a radio host and writers columnists and uh we're blessed really really blessed to have the best of the best on this uh, amazing platform uh, amanda your trip down there then did you accomplish what you set out to find did do you believe and and what's the and what's the answer moving forward what would your recommendation be my recommendation would be and all uh if you can go to my facebook page and my instagram and my um twitter at amanda mackey and you'll see all the pictures but what will be coming and what is right now on my YouTube channel is a, a video of what I saw. And it's me. It's the sheriff. We're mm. talking. You can hear us. Cool. It's just a two minute video, but it really hits all the high notes. And what I say in the end of that video, which you'll see, is President Biden, just because President Trump built this wall 
doesn't mean you can't carry through on good policies that he was doing to keep our homeland safe and to keep the people of Luna County safe. Um, I always say this, people are one, these migrants are one Greyhound bus ticket away from being in your town. So what happens on the border is critically important. We got to build the wall. We have to stop the catch and release program that Biden that he administrated. And we got to reinstate the remain in Mexico policy. These are critically important things. And again, from my experience going to through CBP checkpoints, if you're not enforcing our immigration laws, then we are in a state of lawlessness. What is the point of any of this if you're not going to enforce it? If you're telling law enforcement not to enforce laws, then we are by default a lawless country yeah, at this th- point in time. And I think that's pretty well said, uh, Amanda, that we are a lawless country. And that's everything President Trump fought against to be in a law and order president. And here we are in the opposite end of that spectrum there. The links of the uh, pictures and the video that she talked about, which she did with the sheriff down there in Luna County, uh, we will go ahead and get all this in the post when it goes to podcast. So you can see all of that back at AmericaOutloud.com. Well, my fellow Americans, you'll find a lot back at AmericaOutloud.com, actually. Boy, I'll tell you, we are covering the bases there. We have the, the most incredible people, our writers, our columnists, our show hosts, and you'll find it all there. Uh, I mean, just it's an amazing platform and people are seeking it out uh, for the out loud truth every day. Uh, we see the numbers, we see the growth. And so we appreciate you getting behind the platform. But listen, our mission is very simple. It's liberty and justice for all. It is, is, is an, an American story. It is about our Constitution. It is about putting America back on the map where it belongs and to undo a lot of these horrible policies and things that have been put forth by the Marxist takeover of our nation. You know, everybody knows what's going on in our nation. Just some people are not admitting it. But it is a surreal moment. We talked about that up front in the program uh, when you when you heard me talking to Ronnie Lasuro. Uh, who's the spokesperson for Lexit, uh, which again are Latinos exiting the uh, Democrat Party. And the reason a lot of these people are exiting the Democrat Party is because they recognize the Democrat Party is no longer. It does not exist. Uh, It is done. It is a Marxist takeover, just as there is of our country, there's a Marxist takeover of the Democrat Party. That political party, what you knew from yesteryear, is no longer. It it just does not exist anymore, period, end of story. So these groups like, uh, again, our our Hispanic brothers and sisters, our Black American brothers and sisters, our Asian brothers and sisters, and all, all of our ethnicities that make out our beautiful country, all of these people are starting to recognize people. It's like the lights are coming on now everywhere. There's, I mean, everyone's gonna wanna exit the hell out of the Marxist Democrat party, just about everybody. The only thing that's going to be left there is the Marxists. And the other people are going to need a new home. And that's where we need to open it up. And and I will tell you proudly that this movement, this movement of great patriots, this movement open, welcomes them with open arms. That's what it does. We, We welcome 
these folks with open arms, our brothers and sisters across the aisle, and we welcome them in here to this Republican Party, which I'll tell you what, you take a look at policy, tit for tat, people. You look at the economic numbers, tit for tat. You look at the historical, and I'll tell you what, you will fall on the side of the Republican Party. Far stands more in line with our Constitution and, and, and our values than any party that exists in this nation. And I say that because it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. And I'm more convinced of it today than I've ever been. So we need to get that message out there time and again. You know, the other message we gotta get out there and need your help, and hopefully you've told your family and friends is Healthy Cell. I keep telling you about it. It is a remarkable product. If you haven't tried it, what are you waiting for? Now's the time. Our listeners all get 20% off. Just use the code out loud or just go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud to get the discount or just type in the code out loud, either one. Uh, and it's and, and it's great. And the discount is yours. But the point is, the product is fantastic. I've been taking it for well over three and a half years, as you know. And it is a remarkable product. It is gel form. It replaces any vitamin you have. This product is is amazing. It was uh, developed from uh, Dr. Vincent G.M. Popper, actually, was the founder and developer of this great product. And, uh, and I'm impressed with everything I've seen from this company. I have to tell you, they are remarkable people, first class, everything I've seen. But their products are second to none. Uh, they have Focus, a product called Focus, which helps you stay in the know and focus uh, with, uh, again, everything, get, it's all about the health of your cells is what it is. If, if your cells are healthy, uh, you're, you're going to do far better. So the Focus product is Focus Plus Recall, it is, and it, and it helps your long-term brain power. And God knows we all could use some of that, right? Um, and so that's a really excellent product, uh, the Focus Recall a REM sleep, you hear about that quite a bit. And so this one helps you fall asleep and stay asleep and sleep deeply. Uh, but again, it's healthy. That's the nature. It's not all of these. I'm, I'm a non-medication guy. I don't do drugs or meds or any of that stuff. I just don't, never have. I don't like to rely on anything. I don't. I never did narcotics. Uh, when you're sick, you know, if you have a lot of pain, and they prescribe like that Vicodin or Percocet. I can't take that stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. Never did. Uh, no, so I stay more natural with things and just suck it up. Put your big boy pants on and suck it up with the pain. But I don't, I don't think that med stuff is good for you. And so I, I'm, I'm not a fan of it at all. And I, I've never partaken it. It makes me sick. I get sicker from the meds than I do from before I, whatever I was thought I needed it for. Do you find that as well? I, I find it. Anyways, healthy cell is, this is a whole different thing. It's gel form. So you can just, you can take the gel right out of the packet and swallow it that way or put it in water or put it on yogurt. I say, whatever you want to put it on. Doesn't matter, you know, uh, but it, just get it in your system. The other product you got to check out, by the way, is Immune Super Boost. What a product this is. I mean, it's got everything in there to help you fight the flu, the virus, the COVID, the whatever. It's got the echinacea, it's got the zinc, it's got the A, the D, it's got everything in there that you we've talked about through COVID days. That's called Immune Super Boost. All those products, by the way, if you go to the banner ad, out to America out loud and click it. You'll see all those products. It's very, very cool. If you have any questions, just send me an email or, or flag me down somewhere and I'll, uh, I'll help you out with it any way I can. The main thing is your, your health. Please stay healthy and help us on the fight here uh, to preserve our beautiful America here. Uh, so we're going to take a pause here, my fellow Americans, and we'll be back more with this immigration law and order and America the beautiful. You're listening 
to the voice of a nation. Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Because of COVID-19, the average American worries about their immune health four times a day. That's 112 times per year. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains 15 full doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day pill-free gel pack. It tastes great, is convenient on the go, and it's more natural too, without chemical binders, fillers, and coatings. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. All right, I want to talk to you next about this 25th Amendment. Does that ring a bell to anybody, by the way? It probably should. Uh, There was a lot of talk about them trying to pull that off on Donald Trump. Uh, Remember, they tried everything they could to get him out of office, and they were going to say that he was uh, mentally crazy. Uh, and uh, that he, uh, you know, couldn't uh, perform, uh, fulfill his duties as uh, president, as uh, number 45. And then you get the 25th Amendment, you get the cabinet together and you say, okay, he's crazy or she's crazy. And then, you know, that's it. You get the cabinet, you get get enough of that happening and you can literally pull a president out of office with that 25th Amendment. It's not easy to do, uh, but it can be done uh, very much. And that's why they tried to use that, because nothing else worked for Trump. But now we're starting to hear, uh, and we knew this because we talked about this, actually, during the race in 2020. Uh, you know, we talked about this with Biden's condition, with his health condition, uh, that, you know, God forbid that happened, we'd end up, end up with Kamala Harris as president. 
Now, I want to talk a little bit about that and what that means, uh, what that would look like with a Kamala Harris president, Kamala Harris. And, you know, I have to tell you, as scary as hell as it sounds, it is a reality we may very well be facing. I mean, and I don't know exactly what that will mean. It will create a lot of unrest in our nation. I know that. But this was predicted. All of this was predicted. And they kept hiding Biden, hiding Biden, right? They kept hiding Biden, uh, keeping him in the basement, keeping him away from reporters and media. And of course, the media went along with all this. They would have never went along with this charade had this been a conservative president or a, a patriotic president. No, these Marxist bastards only go along with it when it's a Marxist running, right? Then, oh yeah, we'll hide you. We'll keep you in the basement and we won't report on the stories. It's okay, wink, wink. I mean, we get it, people. We get it. The media suck, okay? Bar none, period. End of story. And, uh, you know, I mean, so all of that, all that trickery was happening through the uh, Biden-Trump race. Now you're starting to hear a lot of the reports. And there's a multiple of these I have now that have come in that I've been reading and looking up on. Uh, they're serious concerns, but there's always been serious concerns of this, quite frankly. Uh, the people around Biden, uh, it is being reported they are starting to see more of a decline in Joe Biden. Now, let me explain to you. When you have a onset of dementia to the level of what we've seen with Joe Biden or Alzheimer's, whatever it is that he does have, um, you know, at first it might be a little light or you might be able to pass off on some days versus other days. And, you know, if you remember Biden back a lot of through the campaign there, do you remember what there were days when, he couldn't put a few syllables together and it was quite remarkable and the media would cover for him and he would say the craziest things we've all seen the tapes the recordings the videos the audio and you would just shake your head and say did he really say that and what the hell did he say really i mean you couldn't make heads or tails out of it really you, you know what i'm talking about this is for real now this isn't made up you know and the media ignored all of it just totally totally didn't worry about it now had trump had those eyes on you know the glossed over eyes and started to do the and not making syllables connect. What do you think they would have done? My friends, that would have been all over the six o'clock news. It would have been on the seven o'clock news and the eight o'clock news and the nine o'clock news and every hour on the hour and in between. It would have been everywhere. It would have been that President Trump lost his marbles. He finally is out three times over the cuckoo's nest. Got to get him out of office. Get the 25th Amendment. Get the get them in here. Blow the horn. Blow the whistle. Yeah. Would have been all of that. But none of that happened on the other side of the watch. All of this should infuriate every American. It should really, really rip you upside down backwards of what took place here. So now there's talk, well, you know, Biden is, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing more signs. But what do you think happens when you've got the onset signals of dementia or Alzheimer's, whatever? It escalates. It escalates people. And then it basically, in short order, takes over your entire existence. And... This is incredibly sad. I have reported to you many times my own personal mission for me. And I talked uh, to others on my platform about this other MDs. I, I really have. And I, I want to do some report on this, actually. I don't know. It's something I've always been passionate about this topic. I can't. Ex I, well, I can't explain it, I guess. I would say I can't explain it, but I, I actually can. I was really... Uh, Going back into time capsule a moment here, I was really taken back when Ronald Reagan had gotten uh, 
dementia and Alzheimer's uh, back then in when he was retired. It, you know, when you're supposed to get to your golden years and, you know, as a president, a former president, you should be able to enjoy those. And it, he was one of the great presidents. I, I think you might agree with me there. And number 40, Ronald Reagan, one of the great presidents for sure. And I say that proudly. I, I love Ronald Reagan, love Nancy Reagan. I love the class and the style they bought to the White House, to the Oval Office, including the China. <laughs> How do you like that? Um, and uh, which they made a mockery of the China, if you know what I mean. I'm not talking about China, the country. I'm talking about China, stuff you eat off of uh, that she had purchased for the uh, White House, the Oval Office, and uh, they uh, went after her which is what they always do when they go after conservatives or Republicans. You know, it's what the media, they enjoy. They do it for sport. They do it before breakfast in the morning just to get a rise out of it, you know, douchebags. Um, so anyways, I digress, right? And uh, so I had that whole China thing back in the day, but but I remember when, when um, Ronald Reagan left office and I remember how sad I was. Uh, it really, it was a profound sadness for me that he had... Um, this dementia, Alzheimer's, I, I felt, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you could relate to this at all yourself, but I sort of felt violated. Like, why did this happen to our great president? And how do we make it right? But why did this happen? And why don't we have some sort of a fix or a cure or some sort of remedy for dementia, Alzheimer's? And I, I remember taking that on in my life then, back then. And I remember thinking someday we're going to resolve this and find a cure for this. And I don't like to see anybody suffer from dementia or Alzheimer's. Nobody. I, I, I really, I don't wish this on anybody. Well, uh, let me, I'm not being totally truthful. Like, I probably wouldn't mind it if the Marxist communists get it. Uh, those are the only people I really don't like, honestly. I'm, I'm open to everybody else I love, but I don't like the Marxist communists. So I'm okay if they get it. I know I shouldn't talk that way, but it's the truth. It's the way I feel, man. Just got to tell you the truth. And uh, so I, I, I'm okay if they get it. Maybe we could have a specialized disease and call it a, a communist um, imer or something. I don't know. Dementia for the communists. Um, you know, I, let's just say I'm anti-Marxist, okay? Uh, but um, I, I think then if... if uh, if, if, if I, I want to make it part of my mission, first of all, and, and again, with your moms and your dads or yourself, or your families out there, I hope we can find a cure one day and come together to find the answer to dementia and Alzheimer's. And I'm always curious when they come up with new drugs or new things, they say do certain things. I try to talk to the MDs about it. So it's something I want to put into my foundation uh, that I uh, uh, that I will be creating. And it's something I, I want to be able to help get the right people in and find a cure for this or do what we can to, because think about the life we could preserve uh, and the good we could do uh, by finding a cure for that would be, I mean, that would be a total high for me. And I would look back to know what we accomplished since the days of Reagan, if we were able to be so blessed to find that. I hope we do find a, a fix for that one day here, you know, that nobody should suffer and lose their minds that we should have it uh, all of our lives, especially in our golden years after we, you know, worked all our lives and struggled all our lives, the, the highs and the lows to be able to enjoy those moments, you know? Uh, so that's my personal mission message there. Back to Biden a moment here now. Um, he does have uh, this problem. We've seen it. It was obvious. Nobody talked about it. You never, you know, and this is, again, this is sick, but... When you think of how evil our media outlets are, uh, 
to think that they not only hid this, but they didn't report on it. They totally camouflaged it, never discussed it, and pushed it off as nothing when they knew full well what was happening. And again, my fellow Americans, I tell you, if that had been a uh, conservative president or a Republican of any imagination, uh, you know they would have tackled that person uh, straight over, man. I mean, it would have been the biggest story on every news page and news outlet going in, in the country, around the world. They would have gone after him. But when it's a Marxist, liberal, progressive, nut job Democrat, they get a pass. That's what we're up against. Think about that. That is what we're up against. We're actually in this ourselves, meaning patriots, meaning conservatives, meaning Republicans, meaning people who love their country, love the Constitution, honor that, stand for the flag, put their hand on their heart. We're, we're in it ourselves now. But here's the thing I want to say. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. And I'm convinced of this. I'm very convinced of this. You know, I know, I know we get a little wheezy sometimes. We get a little weepy eye when we see what's happening to our country. But you know what? We got to stand up and fight these bastards, okay? But I'm going to tell you, here's the good news. There are more of us than there are of them. And I'm absolutely certain of it. I'm absolutely certain. Of it. There's the good news. So don't, not all is lost, my fellow Americans. Not all is lost at all. There is more of us than there are of them. And take that in your mind now and just think about now how we have to multiply and get the message out there and get people over to America out loud. Let's get the lights turned on. And you know what happens when you turn the lights on bright and you put it all out, the light of daylight? Well, the cockroaches run. That's the Marxists. They run. They run like hell the other way. We'll push them right back over the border just as we seal those few hundred walls that we were talking with our guests today about, right? We'll seal it up, push them on. I'd love that. Give me a camera shot of that, will you? Put a camera down there on the southern border. Get those Marxist bastards, put them right there. Get the wall ready, close it. Push them right over and then seal the wall. Yeah, I like that. I would, I, I, I could, uh, I, I could do that. I could do that. Absolutely. Push the communists out of our country. Let that be a metaphor in our minds of what we're accomplishing here and what we're doing. But for everybody else, we will fight to the ends of the earth. We will fight for our uh, black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, all of our people that are Americans and that love this country and want to keep it what it is. Not trying to push uh, critical race theory on our kids, not trying to indoctrinate them into some Marxist, uh, uh, program, you know, we don't want any of that stuff. So that's, that's the country we're looking for that we want to. So there's more of us than there are of them. That's the good news. And I want to keep telling you that I'm going to keep telling you because I, I know it. I've been looking at this thing now and I have a, a, a sense of renewal, a sense of renewal. Maybe that's the way to look at it. I'm not going to sit here and cry and bitch all day long. I mean, you know, we've got a sense of renewal. We have a fight ahead. And like, every, like all of our brothers and sisters, our ancestors have done, we fight for freedom. And we are ready to lay our arms, our, we're, we are ready to lay our life down. N never our arms, but we'll lay our life down for our great country. You better believe it. Yeah. And that's where we're at, my friends. That's the pushback to the Marxist left, the pushback to communism, uh, Marxism, and pushes it all out of this great country so that the American experiment will will breathe and live and fly high on that beautiful, beautiful flag on every flagpole in this country. 
the uh, America the beautiful, right? America the beautiful. What a country. Mm. I, I li literally get goosebumps just talking to you about this. That's how patriotic I am. I'm an old fool when it comes to America. Uh, I always put my country first. Uh, you know, I, I just think it's a noble thing to do. It's a beautiful thing this country is. And, and, and with this, we live our beautiful lives. We have great families and all of that. So, I mean, the, the country is God and country. God, country, family, right? So some people say God, family, country, well, whatever. But we got to have all three of those. We got to have God, country, family. Got to have all three, right? That's it. Got to do it. Got to do it. All right. Now, the 25th Amendment. If uh, this happens, and there's talk again, there's talk. There's a multiple reports that the, uh, the Biden cabal around uh, Joe Biden are starting to get a little nervous. Now, they were a little nervous through the campaign as well. That's why they hid him, because they knew that he, he appeared to be drunk. I mean, he, he appeared to be intoxicated. He made no sense. Now, he, I don't believe he was ever intoxicated. I believe he had the onset of a dementia or Alzheimer's or some sort of a uh, disease that uh, affects his uh, mental acuity and uh, it caused great harm, which is why they kept him out uh, off the radar and away from the view of the American people. Because, you know, the American people, they would have never voted for that. N nobody would have. But that brings in now Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala Harris, she reminds me of the type of person, and I can't, it's hard to say any of this respectfully because it's not respectful. None of this stuff is. So, But she reminds me of the kind of person who would, you know, sell her mother out in a hot second for some sort of a, uh, something that would benefit her. I don't get a sense of loyalty with a woman. Do you? I don't. I don't. I simply don't. Now, do you remember through the debates when she threw Biden under the bus in a hot second and talked to, and through that whole story? Remember that, right? You remember that? That that all happened live on the debate and she pushed back and the two of them, and she made an ass out of herself, number one, and tried to make an ass out of Biden, right? But all that took place. And, uh, and now it came full circle and it surprised a lot of people when Biden chose her, a question uh, why he chose her when she was the one that attacked him the most. Most everybody else stayed away from Biden. You know, there wasn't a lot of aggressiveness against him. Well, a lot of people just kind of looked at him as a, a non-event. I don't think any of those people thought he would have won the, the race, not at that point. And they were in it for themselves, but you know, they, they just thought he'd probably go with nobody really. I don't think anybody really thought, but somehow they pulled him off. The, uh, the Marxist Democrat machine played the most perfect campaign with the election of 2020. They used COVID as the excuse to change all the election rules in all the states. Even the, even the Republican legislators, those uh, people in those states, the stupid Republican states, same thing. They didn't stand up for the rule of law. They sold out and even knowing everything they knew, sold out and they could they could have put a battle up. They, but we talked about that plenty through the whole 2020 fiasco of the debate of the uh, fraudulent election, uh, whatever. Y you know, now, now that's not even on anybody's radar screen. We're all talking about Harris's people don't like her or, you know, what they're doing. I mean, it's all stupid talk now, you know. No, nobody's really talking about the problems. We're just, and that's what happened. We get easily distracted in this country, easily, easily distracted, right? 
almost like I do on the program here talking to you. <laughs> uh, it's easy to get. You always have to say, but I digress. That's the way uh, you do that. But I digress, right? Uh, that's a way to act like you got all the balls in the air and you know what you're doing when you sometimes really don't even know, but you play, well, but I digress. I digress. So when you know when I say that, it means I'm trying to, you know, uh, quickly move the conversation forward or, or digress, but I digress. Let's get back to the digression of uh, the 25th Amendment. Do you trust Kamala Harris? I guess that's the question I would put out there. Would you like to have a racial president? Do you think Joe Biden's going to make four years? Yeah, I, well, I can just imagine how you answered all those questions, right? Now you see what's inevitably in front of us right now. Now, here's the question. The way she sold Biden out then and the way she'd sell her mother out, do you think there's any question or any harm? I mean, let's say Biden now. We know he's pretty bad off, but let's say he goes there and uh, you could see Harris getting the cabinet together. She's probably already done this. You could see her doing this with the cabinet. You could see her doing this with the Democrat operatives and, and Nancy Pelosi, of course. And uh, picture of class and etiquette, right? Always. <laughs> You can see her getting with them and saying, okay, I, I got it. Okay, we, we got it. We, we got to get Biden out of here. It's time. It's time. Pull the lever. Pull the lever. You know, they don't care about him. He, he's, just, he's just a means to an end. They could give two rats ass about Joe Biden, his dementia and Alzheimer's. He's just a figurehead. The Marxist left for using. Somebody they can put on strings and push around like a puppet. He really is. Doesn't have any conviction. In fact, if you look at all the policies now, it's the direct opposite of when he had when he didn't have the dementia. Everything, all his policies now with the Supreme Court packing the court, immigration, everything was the opposite. Go back and look at his videos. He's just a puppet right now, just an empty suit. So then you got Harris, and what are her policies? Oh my golly! You just look back at some of the things that Harris has said. You know, I mean, wow. And I've got a whole bunch of quotes here. She has wasted money, open borders. I mean, she's on record with saying all kinds of things. You know, and she's she's about as radical. You know, the squad and AOC and the squad members there and Ilhan uh, Omar and Rashida Talib and all of these nice little well-spoken people who always use colorful language when they talk about things, you know. Uh, you, you can just see all of them, right? I mean... You know who they're going to support. You know, they'll be all over having a Kamala Harris as a president, the, the extremists in the party. And you know what kind of policies? They came right out last week. In fact, I think Amanda was talking about it on the program today and said, uh, you know, they uh, want everything open. Ban ice, ban homeland, open it up. Let's just all lay down on the railroad track and die uh, for our country. We just want an open country. No, no law and order at all. You just simply can't make this stuff up. And then you wonder, well, is this a hard message to sell? No. Well, number one, there's more of us than them. Number two, look at what we got. So think about it in these terms now. Look at what we got. Look at what they got. Now, you see where I'm at? Then we talk about Lexit. And you talk about the Hispanic movement, movement leaving the Democrat Party that we talked about with Ronnie Lucero at the top of the broadcast today. And then Amanda Mackey, who was coming back from the border. So you see where I'm at. You do all of that. You say, well... There is more of us than them, and we have a better message. Well, of course we have a better message. Our message is, is for family. It is for people. It is for our Hispanic brothers and sisters, our black brothers and sisters, the Asian, our white brothers and sisters, all of them. We love all Americans. 100%. That's the beauty of America. 
the, 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 the Democrat Marxist machine is racist. That's the brand we need to put. That's the truth. They are KKK. They are evil. They've always done evil. They are, they are represented. When you look up evil in the dictionary, there is a picture of the Democrat Party there. They are evil. So we have the better message in our, we just, they, we don't do it well, but we got to fix that. You're going to help me out here with America. Now I'm a good marketer. I can help with messaging. I can help with the Republican Party with messaging for sure. It's what I did all my life. Message and marketing and put it out there so that uh, we can engage the people. We the people. We want to engage the people. That's all. And we have a better message. And there's more of us than there are of them. So my fellow Americans, that should put a whole jump in your step. You should be thrilled, elated today that I brought such good news to you. The bearer of gifts. Uh, I just really think about it. The, the, just bared all these beautiful gifts to you. So that's all positive there. So now we've got some battles here ahead. We've got this defunding and lawlessness that has happened. We have open borders. We have our indoctrination of the school system. We have some young people that are woke and broke. We get that. We get that. But you know, we have all of this over here. So now we have our job cut out for us. But listen, friends, it's no different than looking back historically at our great country and the people who have sacrificed and died for our country, for America. It's the same thing you and I need to do today. We need to sacrifice. We need to put ourselves out there. Are you willing to do that? Well, that's the question we need to ask our fellow man our fellow brother and sister, are you willing to do that? Would you do that for your family? Would you do that for this great country? And that's what we need. That's the movement that needs to come forward. And then we need to call the movement Dexit, Dexit, and get the hell out of the Democrat Party, whether you're Blexit or Lexit, but just Dexit. We've got to come up with a great name for that or Rexit, remove from Democrat Party. Rexit, maybe you put an R on there. It's a D for Dexit, Democrat, Exit. That could be it, Dexit or Rexit, remove from party or I don't know. There's something there. We'll work on it. We've got to come up with a campaign to remove all the good people from the Democrat Party and then give them the Marxists, get them down near the wall, finish the wall just before we put the last thing up, push the last... So that goes right over the wall. Our camera's there, and I'd like to have Donald Trump down there while we do that as well, and uh, that would be a celebration. I'd, I'll be the MC, and um, I will moderate it. Be happy to do so. Happy to contribute that much to it. And thank you, my fellow Americans, for being with me on this important mission to save our great country. I love America. I love you. It's time to get involved and get loved.